0: Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. And today's episode, I want to kind of continue what I did last week on the five things I learned in June, but really actually focus on things I learned during our vacation in the month of June, uh, if you remember, I spoke that we had flown to North Carolina for a week-long trip at the beach with my family, which we've done every summer for a while now, and we really enjoy doing that and spending that time with each other. Uh, but I want to talk about some of the things that I picked up on and I learned either during the vacation or in the process of traveling for that vacation. And uh, love to hear what you think about it. Now, before I get into that, make sure if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please do. When you subscribe to the show, you get notified the first time this the these new episodes come out, so you won't miss anything there. Uh, if you haven't yet, please leave a review. When you leave reviews for these shows, uh, it does make the podcast higher up on the podcast list, so if there's somebody like a dad who is also a physician, or just a dad, or a parent who's a physician, or fill in the blank there, who is looking for something like this show, they can find it a whole lot easier because Lord knows there's a lot of things out there to find when you search for something, and I just want to make it easier for everybody. So if you could leave a review if you haven't, that'd be awesome. Uh, and lastly, if you have a friend who is a dad or a parent or just a physician that you think might get something out of these episodes, please do share with them. Now, like I said, we did fly to North Carolina. Uh, flying out of Omaha, that means connections, which always does not mean uh, great flight times and delays. And I'm sure many of you, if you've traveled this summer and had to take an airplane somewhere, you've probably heard that the airlines aren't doing so hot right now. That may be due to delayed flights. That may be due to lost bags, who knows? Um, It's been in the news a lot, I feel like, with a lot of different airlines right now. I don't know why, and I'm not going to pretend like I understand why it's happening everywhere like this. It feels like ever since COVID started, everything's still trying to figure itself out, and now airlines are just the new thing. I mean, let alone the cost of flying is ridiculous right now, thanks to gas and everything else. But when you look at flying with kids, there's always that dread of what's going to happen, in the airport or on the flights or, or all those kind of things. Now, last week I talked about screen time and how sometimes it's okay. Well, it, screen time saved our lives on this trip and that's not for when we were at vacation, you know, at you know at the beach we wanted to spend time with family and friends and and those kind of things. And so we didn't um, we didn't let them do a ton of screen time. They still had it cuz you know they hung out with their cousins and they they watched things together. But obviously on the airplane kids will watch their screens or do things to pass the time, which is a nice little break for mom and dad to do the things they want to do on the plane. But those layover times, layovers can be pretty crazy. And you know, for us, we always make sure we keep A longer layover um, because you never know what's going to happen, right? You know, when you sign up for a flight and your layover is less than an hour, there's always that chance you're going to miss it. And with kids and you got all the stuff you got to put back into their bags and you got to get them there. And if you got to run from one gate to another and their little legs can't keep up with you and you don't want to have to carry them, it, it creates some chaos for you. So we always leave a little bit of time for layovers. Well, on the flight back, we connected through the Charlotte airport which was great. The airport was wonderful, but we had a connection flight and our connection was like a two hour delay, which was fine. Cause we left early or not early. We left right around lunchtime and from the beach where we were at and connected into Charlotte and we figured, okay, we'll have some lunch here and we'll hit our flight home and we'll make it home in time for dinner kind of thing. Well, our connection flight was coming out of New Jersey and supposedly there was either bad weather or something was going on, but the flight was delayed Delayed by how much, we didn't know, but it kept getting pushed back. It kept getting pushed back. There wasn't a lot of help from the airline on when it was going to come, how it was going to come. Will we still get the fly that day. And at the end of it all, finally, the flight came. Luckily, we didn't get home until almost 2 a.m., where we were supposed to be getting home, you know, early evening time. Our delayed flight was delayed by about seven hours. And it was all because of this plane coming out of New Jersey. And they kind of told us, oh, it's due to air traffic control and this and that, which apparently is the new response now. Apparently, we need to go to the airlines so they don't have to take blame for it. They're blaming it on air traffic control, which is total BS, but that's a whole nother topic. But we sat there for seven hours. And had this been a year or two ago, that would have been a huge struggle, I think, for us. Because I know our boys, um, you know, they're nine and six now. Um not easy ages, still, to say the least, but easier than when they were younger. Trying to entertain a toddler in an airport for seven hours is not easy. But, you know, they got to have some screen time, a little bit more than we planned on during this time period. Um, because what else are you going to do? You know, we hung out, we got food, we did those things, but just a lot of time to kill in an airport. And it was interesting because I was walking our older son to the bathroom. And as we were walking, he like kind of just put his arm around me and he's walking. He's like, Dad, this has been the best day ever. And I was like, What? We've been stuck in an airport for seven hours, sitting on insanely uncomfortable chairs, eating the same pizza or whatever they have at the airport that we've been getting the last time we traveled. We haven't done anything. How are you saying this is the best day ever? Because especially we'd just been a whole week at the beach, right? You know, getting to play in the sand, play in the ocean, play with friends, play with, play with our cousins. And he looked at me and he goes, well, yeah, Dad, I got to play on my tablet much longer than I've ever gotten to do before. And I kind of had to just stop and think about that. Yeah, sure, tablet time, whatever. That was a long time, but we, it was a different circumstance than normally at home, and they knew that. But I had to look at that and say, gosh, looking at that type of mindset... It's so much different. I mean, you look at the people who were in the airport, frustrated, angry, standing in line, waiting to talk to the airlines to give them a piece of their mind, right? And, and for good reason for some of them. I was actually talking to one woman who was trying to get back to California, and she had been delayed over 48 hours. She had been shunted to different airports. They have not been covering her hotel costs. It was I felt terrible for this woman. So, she had every right to be angry. So, when I look at that, what she was going through. And then what we were going through, which was just a extended delay in the Charlotte airport, but luckily still got home that day. I have to look at that and say, gosh, I could have easily been super angry and frustrated. And that might've been me a year or two ago. You know, if we had had a situation where we were stuck at the airport and our boys were tired and they were whining and crying and screaming and frustrated, yeah, that could have easily set me off. That could have set me off to where I was going to figure out who to talk to and, you know, give them a piece of my mind and figure out what they're going to do for me because I feel, you know, slighted and slighted against and not appreciated as a customer. You know, there's all these things you can do, right? When with the airlines, when these things happen. But my nine year old set me straight. I mean, just by saying that. And now, granted, I had not been acting frustrated or angry about the delay. I knew that nothing I was going to do was going to change it. Um, but he really just kind of, you know, opened my eyes a little bit more and my mind a little bit more to the thought of, okay, let's look at the positives here of what's been happening. And for him, it was, I get the... To- sit with my family and do all this screen time and interact with my family doing the screen time because they were, they were, you know, showing us things they were doing on their tablets. Him and his brother were swapping games. Him and his brother did not fight the entire time, which I'm not going to say yay screens for that because I'm not going to put screens in front of my kids all the time when they fight, but they didn't fight and they had fun showing each other what they were doing and things like that. And so just that mindset part of it was just such an interesting thing. So I always, you know, recommend when you see something like that from your kids, because there's so much stuff we can still learn from our kids, um, take it in and appreciate it and try to decide like what you want to do with it, decide which, how you want to, you know, apply that to you and how does that relate to you and what can you make different just based on what you've learned from your kids. So that was just, I think for me, a really cool, um, kind of situation to see now during that layover, you know, a lot of people were sitting around waiting and, a lot of them were on their phones and when i mean that is people talking you know to other people on their phones and i i this is just a totally random observation there are too many people out there way too comfortable knowing letting everyone around them strangers specifically know what they're talking about with their family or friends I cannot count how many people had their phones sitting on speakerphone in these crowded areas, basically yelling into their phone, having conversations that were really not meant to be for everybody else, yet they had no care in the world <laughs> that everybody was listening. Now, I don't know how to interpret that. Is that a interpretation of, on the positive side, basically, saying I don't care what anybody thinks about me so I'm going to just be me and talk and do how I do maybe and maybe we can interpret it that way if we want to look at it on the positive side um, that might be part of it now granted I don't know why people need to have their phone on speaker when they can simply have the phone up by their face and talk like a normal phone but they felt the need to do this <laughs> and so but if you want to look at it from a positive side that's a positive side is that they just don't care what people think about them now on the flip side of that it made me question, are we living in this world where, you know, so much of our lives are already shared on social media and things like that, that we don't really care anymore that people know everything about us. And maybe it fe- makes us feel more special or involved when everybody knows more things about us around us. I don't know. You know, is that, a, is that a new thing that we're going through now? Maybe not new, maybe that's been going on for a decade or so now with social media, it's possible. Um, Cause we all know that on, you know things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The more people who like or share or comment on what we post, it makes us feel more special, right? It makes us feel like people care with what we're saying or what we're doing. And so, is that a new thing with talking on the phone in the airport on speakerphone? I hope not, because it was super annoying. Um, so, if you're a person who likes to talk on speakerphone real loud when there's a huge crowd around you, please stop. I'm begging you, please stop. <laughs> but that's that's my thought on it. I don't think I'm ever gonna be the person who decides. Oh, I'm I'm in. I, number one, I don't care what people think about me. Number two, everybody needs to know everything about me, so I'm going to throw my phone on speaker um, because I don't think anybody I'm talking to would appreciate that either. And so that was just a weird observation I had in the airport. So i um, not sure how to interpret that yet, but I will definitely be teaching my kids not to utilize the speakerphone button when in public. Um, the last thing... I guess, from a vacation standpoint, and I commented and talked about this a little bit um, last week uh, with the five things I learned in June about going with the flow, um, is basically just kind of letting things go. And by letting things go, what I mean is, you know, we as parents have different ways we manage our kids at home, be it their sleep schedules, be it their screen time, which I already talked about, be it what they eat, how they eat, you know, types of foods they do for snacks, those kind of things. And then when we get together with other people, be it friends or family, everybody does things very differently. And so then the question comes up, well, what are you going to do about that? You know, when everybody's around and everybody's doing the same things in terms of like you're eating at the same times, you're doing activities at the same times, you're relaxing at the same times, everybody's going to do it different. Are you going to Force what you do at home on your kids just to keep sanity in terms of routine going, knowing that it could lead to conflict because you know, their cousins are doing something different than them and they don't like that? Or do you just let it happen and not worry about it? And I'm not going to lie, last year when we were at the beach, I was very, very particular about what our boys ate for things like lunch and snacks and stuff. I wanted them to try to stay on task of eating like the healthier options that we could at least try to get them to eat um, healthier in quotations there because it's not always super healthy, but you do your best. But it caused such a headache for me and my wife just banging our heads against the wall trying to get them to eat certain foods because other people in the house weren't. Other than the people in the house were having snacks and having treats and, um, you know, types of lunches that were definitely not considered, I mean, as nutritious as we would have liked maybe for our boys to eat because we both know, my wife and I, that when our boys don't eat good food, they tend to be a little bit of a mess. <laughs> they tend to kind of fall apart a little easier, fight a little easier, get frustrated, a little easier. Um, and let's be honest, I'm the same way. If I don't get good nutrition in me, I am kind of a mess. And so it sometimes, you know, you get that mindset that like, oh, I have to get my kids to eat this way, or if I don't, something bad's gonna happen. And that's kind of a problem there, too, because as soon as they start acting a certain way, I can start then in my mind, maybe subconsciously blaming it on the fact that they didn't eat well, and then it just adds more drama to the situation. But with that said, this trip around, I just decided, you know, the first day I was going to try to, I started pushing a little bit. And then I was like, you know, this is not worth it. We're here for a week. They're here with their cousins, here with family. Let's just enjoy the moment. So I just said, you know what? Okay, your cousins are having that for lunch. Cool, man. Yeah, go ahead, have it. And if that's what they want to make you, that's fine. And you know what that did? It made everybody chill, happy, calm, comfortable, right? Nobody was arguing or fighting. People got to choose what they wanted. And I didn't have to deal with the headaches of trying to tell my boys or my kids, no, you have to eat this food. I don't care what everybody else is eating. This is the food you have to eat. And that was just so much better. And so, When you look at that, and again, that goes along with, you know, if they were sitting around watching an extra movie or doing something different, or instead of being down at the beach with everybody, they wanted to go back up to the house to sit and relax or go to the pool at the house instead of being on the sand with mom and dad. I could have been frustrated with them saying, hey, we're at the beach. You need to stay down here all the time with us because we never get this chance. Instead, I said, okay, yeah, go ahead. Go up there. I'm staying down here, but have fun. See you later. And by doing that and letting them do their thing and not forcing a situation on them, They were happy, they were more comfortable, they were more easily left to do their own thing in a safe way. Obviously, we didn't let them go run around the town, but they were able to make decisions and choices on their own independently without having mom or dad to supervise them, and that just opened up the vacation time for us even more. It allowed us to spend that time together or you know, take a walk on the beach on our own or do our own thing. Reading, you know, catching up on some different stuff that we wanted to catch up on. And that was great. So kind of moral there is we a lot of times want to force certain things on our kids. And sometimes you have to, you know, when uh, the school year is getting ready to start back up here in a few weeks here in Omaha, and I guarantee you most of the kids that I've seen in the office, they've all said their sleep schedules are terrible. They're all going to bed at like 2 a.m. and waking up at noon. And I tell them, hey, two weeks before school starts, you got to get back on your normal sleep routine or else you're going to be a mess when school starts. And I tell parents that. And so routines are important when it comes to sleeping and eating and when you do certain activities and things like that. But when you get in these situations, it's really important to be able to let yourself just let it go. I always say that to the boys when they're fighting, let it go, be like Elsa. And that was just a big thing for me this year. It was to make sure I did that because in years past, I didn't. And it just created more stress when we were together with family. So I think that's a really important topic to look at too. So, those are some big things I just learned during that vacation. Now, a lot of other things happened during that beach trip, which I'm not going to get into. Um, you know, every day is a life lesson and every day you're learning something new. But I thought those were some important topics and just some insightful topics to me from a parent's perspective. So, um, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. I know vacations are not always fun. People like to say when you're a parent of little kids, vacations are not vacations. Vacations are basically just trips with your kids, um, but you're still just parenting all the time, and sometimes it's harder, and that's true sometimes when you go certain places. But I do think some of that has to do with the fact that when we take our kids on vacations, we expect them to do a certain thing. We expect them to eat a certain way. We expect them to sleep a certain way. We expect them to want to do the things we want to do. And that's just not how kids work. And so I think it's important that we recognize that. And maybe if you do and you just kind of let things go a little bit or try to see things from their perspective a little bit, it'll make those vacations a lot more enjoyable and a lot more memorable. So let me know what you think. You can send me an email at imperfectdadmd at gmail.com. Um, or you can go to the website, www.imperfectdadmd.com and send me a message through there. Um, otherwise I hope you guys are having a good summer. Hopefully you have had a chance to either travel or spend time with family or just relax a little bit. Um, It's starting to wind down, which is weird. A few weeks out, we got school starting, which I don't even know if I'm ready for let alone my kids. So we'll see about that. But I hope you're staying healthy, staying safe. Remember to embrace the imperfections. And I'll see you next time. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.